Welcome in to the first February 2024 edition of Name That News, the show that we believe is Odyssey's favorite podcast. I'm your host, Mark Menard, uh, your co-host, Zach Clark, alongside, and neither of us saw our shadows this week, so that means we're going to keep doing this show in, in perpetuity. Yeah, well, I live in Michigan, and it hasn't been sunny here in three weeks, so it would be impossible <laughs> to see any kind of shadow, Or and look at how pale I am, my God. You're darn near in Alaska at this point. I'm translucent. So uh, here's how the show works. We play some clips that we have chosen from all of the clips that were broadcast and cultivated over the past week. It's a big job, and obviously we have a ton of free time on our hands, and so we do this for you. And we pick out the clips we like best, we change them up just a little bit, and we make it to where you can try and guess what they're talking about. And then if you get it right, pat yourself on the back, get that little dopamine hit, and go on with your day knowing that you got something right today. Sound about right? Perfect. Perfect. And you're right about the free time. I have nothing but free time. Totally. Let's use some of that free time for you to start us off this week. Alrighty, Mark. We're going to start in Pittsburgh at KDKA. This clip comes from the Big K Morning Show. There's a little problem. Yeah, yeah. With Las Vegas. Yeah. And that is, it's so popular. Yeah. This city is fully booked for that weekend. Alrighty, Mark. What is Vegas out of come Super Bowl weekend? Is it A, penthouse suites? Is it B, private jets? Or is it C, buffet tickets? Look, buffet tickets are nebulous. They're not like currency. They can print as many of those as they want and just keep serving the food, keep cranking it out because that's how they get you in there. Because while you're there stuffing your face, you're going to go play a few games probably and lose way more money than you saved on the buffet. I think that's going to be a given. They'll have the buffets. Penthouse suites and private jets, uh, both of those way above my pay grade. I feel like you can only have so many suites because there's only so much space. I'm going to say penthouse suites. So, Mark, your logic is correct, but the answer is not. There is only so much space at McCarran Airport for private jets. And so they're having a hard time having spaces to land them in and out of Super Bowl weekend. And, you know, I thought, my God, you know, what an American tragedy. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. I mean, I wept openly when I heard this. I mean, just what has this world come to? I just, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. I guess the private jets will just have to circle around in the air in uh, forever until they can find a place to land. Or... Or could we just get parachutes and just shove the rich people out and they can just figure it out for themselves on the way down? There you go. Look, either of those viable options in my mind. Let's stay out west. We're going to go to the City of Angels, Los Angeles, and KNX, where it's been a little wet. Oh, it's coming. Oh, yeah, the rain for sure. <laughs> but also, you know what? Lots and lots and lots of on the roads, especially when it starts to dry up. What does the rain leave in the streets in California? Is it A, potholes? Is it B, sea creatures? Or is it C, doomsday conspiracy theorists? You can find you can find option C just about anywhere these days. So that one's always going to be a viable option, whether we like it or not. So here's the thing. Sea creatures, maybe, but I think one of the misnomers about Los Angeles is that it's on the water. Kind of, but not really. So that's a tricky one. And here's the thing, Mark. I mentioned earlier that I'm in Michigan. We are in the middle of pothole season. When water, ex- when water freezes, it expands. And so when water gets into cracks and freezes, it busts open the road and causes all kinds of terrible problems. And, you know, you kiss your rims goodbye. I'm going to say potholes because they're just the worst. The worst. You know what? You used your personal experience to fuel your answer, and your personal experience served you well today, sir. It is indeed potholes. When the rain comes 
hard and fast like it's been coming. It fills up the road, and then when it leaves, it takes some of the road away with it. And now they deal with a ton of potholes after the rain over there. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, the, the volume of traffic on Los Angeles freeways and streets. Good God. Good God. <laughs> All right, Mark. So you're talking about uh, things that happen on the roadways. But but how about things that happen maybe in an airport? This clip comes to us from CBS Radio, heard on Odyssey stations across the country. Pretty fortunate not to, not to be hurt worse. I don't totally understand how he didn't lose a toe or something worse than that. Alrighty, Mark, how did this man get injured? And I'll say this for clarity. This person is a pilot. The injured person is, a, is, an, is an airplane pilot. Uh, a, his foot was swallowed by one of those moving sidewalks in the airport. B, he fell off the jetway like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. Or C, his foot was run over by an airplane on the tarmac. Of those three answers, the one that I can relate to most, and it hasn't happened to me, but I've seen it happen, is when a tire runs over your foot in a car. And I've seen... The damage that can cause, I can only imagine the weight of an airplane on your foot, or at least a third of the weight of the airplane on your foot, since it's got three wheels to, to balance it out. But to me, that just seems like the most run-of-the-mill type of way that you could possibly get hurt in an airport of these three options. So I'm going to say a plane ran over his foot. Mark, the answer is actually A. I mean, I, and I'll tell you what, man, I could not imagine... I could not imagine having a giant-ass plane run over my foot. But this sounds terrible, too. Somehow, he was on one of these moving sidewalks, and when he got to the end, his foot got stuck and then pulled in. So basically, he was semi-sucked into the moving sidewalk. See, I think of those like an escalator, and I wouldn't think there's enough room for your foot to make it underneath the... I I don't know. Obviously, it can happen. I will reference one of my all-time favorite movies from the 1990s, the movie Mallrats. Somebody get that kid off the escalator. (laughs) And at the end, what happened? The kid got hurt on the escalator. Just another thing to give me anxiety in my daily life. So thank you for that one today. I always forget forget about that. (laughs) Sorry. But that's okay. You know what? I will just shove it way down deep in the pit of my stomach like I do with everything else that's uncomfortable. And we'll move on. Let's go to Chicago and WBBM where there was an abundance of something brought by the Lord. I walked in on Tuesday morning and the church was dark and I went to turn on the lights and everywhere I went, I could see And when I got the lights on, I just saw them everywhere. They were uh, in crates in the middle of the hallway, under the water fountain, outside of doorways. So what was this church filled with? Was it A, rats? Was it B, bananas? Or was it C, doomsday conspiracy theorists? Picking up a pattern here on, on letter C. Man, look, I can make a joke about religion and C, but I'll, I'll leave that one alone. So are we talking about like a plague? Like locusts? Is that what this is? Like the Lord is telling us something? It has to be rats, right? I mean, who would be like, hey, man, I got an idea for a prank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's send this church like a bazillion bananas. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Let's do it. It's got to be rats. You are sensing a pattern on letter C just because... I thought it'd be funny to put that on both questions. As far as A is concerned, I thought that you would shy away from rats because just the general uncomfortableness of thinking of rats everywhere. And I thought this would be a gimme. It is actually bananas. I was trying to steer you in the right direction by putting rats in there. It was, in fact, crates and crates of bananas that were donated to this church and dropped off. And so when you walked in on, on Monday morning or whatever day or the week it was, turned on the lights, bananas everywhere, like Donkey Kong had a big sleepover. 
you know, now that I think about it, I guess I should have gotten that one because the crate part should have been a giveaway. Because I was thinking like rats all over the place, like crawling and whatnot. But then he did. Now that you said that, he did say crate. So that that's that's on me. That's on me. And also, I'm glad it's not rats because they're gross. I don't like bananas either, but you know, more than more than rats. Lesser of three evils on that one. It is in fact bananas. That brings us to the point in the show that we call the cliffhanger question of the week. It's a question just like all the other questions, except we don't answer it for you immediately because we want you to come back. We want you to need to download the next episode to satiate your curiosity as to what the answer was on the previous week. And before we give you the new question of the week, we have to answer last week's question of the week, which came to us from Zach. That's right, Mark. Here is the payoff, and actually it comes to us from WBEN in Buffalo. Take a listen. We've heard of 3D-printed tools, 3D-printed, you know, model airplanes or, you know, whatever. You could dream up of plastic in one of those 3D printers, but what about... All right, Mark, in this story, for what is the 3D printer being used? Is it A, printing animal toys? Is it B, printing play structures for kids? Or is it C, printing food? Printing food would mean that you'd have to feed something edible as fuel for the printer to print these things. And I don't know if we're there yet in terms of our technology and what's on the shelves. So that leaves two different types of toys, animal toys or kid toys. Play structures? There has to be some serious heft to those. I'm thinking of, you know, if if the kid's going to have to stand on it or or if it's going to have to hold up to a lot of rigorous play and not fall on the kid. Whereas I feel like an animal, I don't know, an animal toy, I guess it'd have to be safe to put in the animal's mouth. Uh, I'm going to go animal toys. Yeah, this was a tough one. I mean, because these days you can use the 3D printer for almost anything. I mean, you can 3D print a house. I've seen that done before. But Mark, this one's actually food. The answer is C. A company called Stakeholder Foods has printed a 3D plant-based eel. It looks like eel. It tastes like eel. It's not eel, and it came from a 3D printer. I'm looking at it right now. It's incredibly realistic. I, I can't get over it. Does it have, like, a face and everything? No, 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 no. Like, like cooked eel. <laughs> not not like a... They're just putting, like, giant-ass eels. Like, why, why is this 14-foot thing in here? Oh, yeah, yeah we're printing eels. That's not what I said. I didn't, I didn't know how, how realistic they were going to get with it. Like, do you have to, like, skin it and bone it yourself? But no, eel meat, that makes more sense. Could you imagine, like, you're 3D printing more work for yourself for no reason? <laughs> or, like... You print this thing up, and then you have to put in all this extra work to skin and bone it when you could just print the meat <laughs> by itself. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so good. That's so good. I love that. I love that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we could have really made this a lot easier on ourselves from the beginning. Yeah, why didn't somebody say this earlier? <laughs> uh, so that brings us to this week's cliffhanger question of the week. And we're going down to the Lone Star State. Big D, Dallas, Texas, and KRLD where they often bring us new apps that are very interesting in terms of their functions, and I've featured a few of them on this show before. They've got another one for us that's supposed to help you get out of a little bit of trouble. Our app today is called Off the Record. When you get a you don't have to just pay and make it go away. This app can help you fight a you might get. It has lawyers that are attached to the app to help you in court and you don't even have to be in a courtroom to win. What does the app help you fight in court? Is it A, DUIs? Is it B, traffic violations? Or is it C, yes, doomsday conspiracy theories? 
you know, when you use C in this scenario, I think of those people that are like sovereign citizens and you see them in court and they do all kinds of crazy things and they don't have to follow any of the rules, they don't think. And it's always like, it's always just like so aggravating watching them operate. Um, so maybe that one. But if I'm picturing this right, Mark, I'm on my ass on my couch and I'm like scrolling this app and I'm like, I didn't do this. And the lawyer's like, yeah, you didn't do this. Or do I take it to court with me and I like read, like, here's what you should say now. Okay, here's what you should say now. That's crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know what it's going to be, but that's crazy. There's an app for everything, and now they mean it. All right, look, we're going to come back to this one next week. We'll we'll put it on next week's docket, and we'll bring it before the judge in a week's time. I'll allow it. So until then, until we meet again in the court of public opinion, special thanks to Brian Fisher, who helps put the show together. Special thanks to you for joining us. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar. We're here every single week with another episode of Name That News.